Last season on Nani. Wow, I can't. Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. Dragon, Dragon Super Bowl. Ball. Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> Dragon Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a sport. <laughs> Where you just go around screaming at each other. Yep. I'm a manages to take him down and when he does he says to him you soulless fuck and then oh just makes God. him burst like into flower it's just it's like, that's exactly how it went like, every time oh and it was God. almost like he had spidey senses like he would just be walking <laughs> and he's like she's in danger i must go <laughs> my sailor sense is tingling so maybe in the running for best bro he uh, uh, personally he is the top of my list for best bro same for me like oh my gosh just accept that that sounds cool oh believe me the the science behind it like doesn't exist but the, you mean city-sized mechs aren't real i don't understand you mean moon-sized mechs aren't real you mean galaxy-sized mechs aren't real you mean mechs throwing galaxy clusters isn't real i've been living a lie <laughs> Thanks for listening. See ya, Space Cowboy. Today's episode is brought to you by Reboots. Yes, after a certain amount of time that some form of media has been out, usually comics or movies, it has to be redone or rebooted by someone. So we can squeeze the everlasting life out of whatever that franchise may be. Reboots. There's one coming your way today. Psst. That means this episode. <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ladies and gents, weeb and weebats. Weebs and weebats, not singular weeb, multiple weebs. Welcome to another episode, to another season of Nunny. The show where myself and usually a friend or two sit down and talk about anything and everything or whatever we want to talk about that's related to anime. Yeah. Joining me today by that awkward cowboy sound you just heard is my buddy Chris again. Hello. It, hi, Mike. Hi, Chris. It's only awkward if you make it awkward. And, well, <laughs> granted, I did call attention to it. Therefore, it's awkward now. Yay! <laughs> now, Chris. Yes. I, I told you what we're talking about today, right? Heck yeah, man. And you could probably guess when I say the term reboot. I am actually interested in your connotative interpretation of how that puts it here. So when I talk about reboot, I usually, or usually there is a lot of comic books mm -hmm. that are rebooted. That's like the biggest, I would say, genre of media that you, that you could say is rebooted. For sure. And well, this is a manga, but at the same time... I'm rebooting an episode that I've already done. Oh, and right. well, and on top of that, this is an anime related to superheroes. Okay, all right, I'm back on the connection train now. So, well, if you were in my mind, that whole convoluted mess would have made sense. For a normal person, you have no idea what I'm going on about. But now we know more. <laughs> but knowing's half the battle. GI Joe. No, this is not an episode about G.I. Joe. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Chris? My Hero Academia! My Hero Boku no Academia! Nani? Nani. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate myself. 
<laughs> You're a wonderful human being. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about My Hero Academia. Now, for those of you who have been following my podcast for a bit, you will know that My Hero was one of the earlier episodes that I did. It's long been a passion of yours. It, it, oh, it's one of my favorite anime of all time now. Um, Your statues of of Deku and other people's definitely didn't give that away to me. And my increasing bromance love for All Might. One cannot not love. United States of Smash! I'm sorry, but in terms of just yelling out moves, All Might is fantastic. Truth. And the naming of moves... I'm just gonna, you know, name it after states. Detroit Smash, man. <laughs> Delaware Smash. Carolina, Oklahoma. <laughs> but yes, we are talking My Hero Academia. One of, I would say, one of the first modern classic anime. Bold claim, but all right. One of the first anime of the modern time to be considered a classic. Personally. All right. Personally. I can I, dig it. I can I, dig it. I, I mean, because so so you so you look at anime and and if you if you hear the term classic anime, you know, like what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Something from the 90s. Something from the night. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Exactly. Uh, Dragon Ball at yeah. this point. Um, Does Dragon Ball Z consider a classic there? A Dragon Ball Z, I would consider a classic because that was the that was... main run of the show was the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, And you had like GT and some other things floating around after. Uh, we, don't, we don't, we don't, we <laughs> don't. What do you mean it's not canon? What, what do you mean it shouldn't have happened? <laughs> um, but, but, you know, Dragon Ball Z itself is considered, I would consider a classic. Sailor Moon. Yes. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. Most of your 90s anime Pokemon, Mm -hmm. I would consider a classic at this point. Um, But in terms of the modern era of anime, which I would say we are in, uh, I would consider My Hero to be one of the first classics. So it's like a defining pillar of like recent anime. I I would think so. Because, well, what? We're already on... We're on three seasons of My Hero. Is it? Wait, was it three or? We're on three seasons. Three. Four is coming up. Four is coming out. That's four it. Four is coming right. out this fall. Um, there's already what two hundred something chapters of the manga, more so. I'm still looking to get into that. So am I. I've I've just caught up with where the show is, right? Manga wise. So so this is something I feel like that you've given a lot of thought to, and this is something I find interesting. What makes My Hero Academia a classic to you? Or what makes it a defining pillar of recent anime to you? What sets it apart? Well, so I feel like there is one that's a huge loaded question that I was not prepared for at all. <laughs> we get candid answers. This is perfect. Um, well, I... I think number one is the the story of it. Like so, so if you watch the the all three seasons, I would say that as an anime compared to other anime that I've watched recently, mm. 
it's per it progresses slowly. Like I mean, what we're three seasons into it, and uh, they're just now getting hero provisioning licenses. We're already done with one major villain arc, um, or we're finally done with one major villain arc. Mm, yeah. uh, like, and and it just kind of seems like the progression from the beginning to now has been okay. Yes, Midoriya has gone from having no powers to powers. But he's still at the point where he can barely control his powers. Yeah. Like, 5%. That, that's something that I personally personally really enjoy. I like that, too. The, the character progression and the ca- power progression has been super on point. I mean, I, I love, personally, I love all of the seasons of My Hero Academia thus far. Oh, yeah, me but too. But my favorite has been the first season thus far. Really? Because I found, like, the story that they told, like, the way that they told Midoriya's, like, initial rise was extremely compelling to me. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it, yeah. if you're going to compare it to other ones, I mean, a lot of shonen anime are and shonen series in general, you just start from nothing. But I feel like the Midoriya character is super relatable oh, to a lot of people. Oh, ridiculously relatable. I mean, like, you've got other, you know, good and kind of cool and classic characters like Naruto and some of these other people who are starting from, like, absolutely nothing and are complete and total outcasts and all that jazz. Whereas Midoriya is, like, legitimately normal. He's raised by an extremely diligent single mother. Well, so, so, so I would say he is legitimately normal, but he is normal to us. Yes, he's that, still, that's what I mean. He's yeah. still considered abnormal to the society he lives in. Which is a very interesting spin on things. It is. The, the world of quirks. The, the fact that, you know, the world is overrun with, you know, how would you say essentially comic book superheroes yeah well they gave some statistics at the start where it's like only 10 percent of the population does not have a quirk or does not have a superpower i want to say it's less than that but yeah something along something something ridiculously small yeah don't Um, quote us on that (laughs) uh these are simply simple opinions um no but there was something something that you said uh when you were talking about the character progression like got me thinking the character development in this anime is so insanely good like because not just Midoriya's character is being developed like you have a a gigantic cast of characters essentially all of class 1a Mm -hmm. who have their own you know things that they're dealing with like obviously, Midori- Midoriya is going to be the main character, so he's yeah. going to have a lot of character development. He's had the most character development, understandably. Of he's course. the MC. Um, you have All Might, who is introduced as the number one hero, but there's so much backstory to him as well. Absolutely. Um, he, he's got the the their quirk that's one for all, right? Yeah, it's, one, it's one, one for, for all. all. Yeah, like that is one of the most to me. Unique superpowers that I've heard about in a long time. Like it's such an interesting concept. I mean, personally, I've never really heard about heard of anything like it before. Neither have I. You know, the ability. Spoilers to people who haven't watched My Hero, but you know, if you haven't, get out, do it. It's beautiful. Yeah, go inside, watch anime. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but but yeah, one for all or all for one. Uh, you literally pass down the quirk 
to another person and it adds their strength to the strength that has already been gathered into the quirk. Yep. And I I mean that just has the makings for the most overpowered like hero anywhere. Yeah. Over time. Over time, but at the same time, you know, it's not you 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 come to understand and this is what I love about it like it's not one person's strength. It's the it's literally the strength of all those before you. Like I, I don't know. For me, I keep making the uh, the connection to like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. When Ang goes into the Avatar state, he literally has the strength and knowledge and perception of all the past Avatars before him. Definitely. And that's kind of how I view one for all. That 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 brings up an interesting cultural note that just came to mind. Where so Avatar: The Last Airbender, phenomenal series. That's another episode. Another so episode. good. Well, it, yeah, it's de- an anime de- that's not de- an debatably anime. not anime. So you know, don't don't. Oh, I, I'm, I'm still going to talk about because it. it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. You you can all understand that, right? <laughs> um, but don't so, hate us because we're beautiful. <laughs> so it's it's something that I noticed. Where like especially in the climaxes of a few of just like the really good anime. I it, what comes to mind is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, so, I love that show. Another phenomenal thing, without giving away too much, like, at the end, they have this scene where, like, every character ever is all just surrounding Edward, and they're all just like, you know, Edward, and Edward, 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 where, like, that their strength is the strength of the group, their strength is the strength of the community, and that's something that gets culturally highlighted and a lot of these things. Well, I, I, I was going to say that's that's something that of like like that's a little tidbit of Japanese culture to begin with, right? I think it's very interesting. Society before the individual, and even when it's the individual on the on the line, society is there to back the individual, and that's actually that's a really cool uh, just just metaphor that's thrown into these anime. Yeah. And it's not like one is better than the other by any means. I mean, you look at a lot of like the Marvel, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. and a lot of other things. There are obviously lots of like communal efforts there, but uh, one of the things I feel like we maybe, or this is just my interpretation, we in our culture latch onto is like the indomitable individual. Yeah, where yeah. it's like you see Iron Man roll out there, and he is one man against the world. Yeah, and you see Thor roll out there, and he is one man against the world. Well, and yeah, and that's one thing to say about Western uh, cinema and Western uh, culture versus Eastern is uh, you see those ideals displayed on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say there are some ex- exceptions. Like, I would say an endgame, you know, when it's the final battle yeah, with everyone. absolutely. Like, yeah. you know, army versus army, yeah. But you do tend to see that trend in anime um, of, you know, this one person going up against an ultimate power and then being backed by, you know, either the strength of friendship or... The power of friendship! I've been holding in the biggest friendship speech of my life! <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series. So good. Um, but, but yeah, you have that, uh, you know, just cultural difference. And, and it shows. And personally, for me, I think it makes for better uh, media. For better watching. Like, like because 
Not not to say that one is better than the other, but being exposed to different cultural the, ideas. The diversity of perspective is awesome. And yeah. that is something I I do very much. Because me personally, like I'm at a point right now where I don't really care for Western media too much. Like I'll go watch movies here and there, and you know mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and yeah. uh, you know stuff like that. I love but, me my Star Trek. But when it comes to you know my day to day, it's like I'm not I'm not sitting down watching you know the latest Netflix show. I'm watching an anime. I'm watching something on Crunchyroll or, you know, an anime that happens to be produced on Netflix. But I'm watching an anime. I'm not watching, like, you know, the latest, whatever, ABC, NBC show. Yeah. <laughs> Although, admittedly, our personal sample base may be a touch bias. Here we are in this anime podcast. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> and granted, we did get a little off topic, but I, I, I digress. It's a, it's a cool topic. It's a cool topic. And, and one, you know, that... Like I'm glad that a show like My Hero Academia can can spark a conversation out. Of it. Absolutely. So so yeah, the character development is is fantastic. Even the villains, like uh, I thought, Stain was a very interesting villain. Yeah, like, he, he's like the hero of his own perspective. He, well, he's a villain. He, he's a villain. Who believes that heroes have become corrupt? Honestly, I think he would be a perfect villain in like One Punch Man, because yep, because he 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 would fit right in. Yeah. He, he would fit right in there, because um, he personally believes that you know heroes are becoming heroes for you know the fame yeah. and and not for the correct reason. Which I mean, you know, yeah, to an extent, like there are some of them that that are like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I feel like to the core, they're they're like, yes, I'm a hero to be a hero, um, and you know, Stain is just twisting the ideals of people around him, and yep, uh, really interesting quirk though. Like I've never, uh, the the dude just licks up blood of a person and he paralyzes them. Like, yep, that, that's and it's affected by the blood type of the individual and the strength of will. Yeah, yeah, well. like if they're if they're type O, the effect lasts uh the least longest. And I think if they're type A, A positive or A negative, it lasts the longest. Yep. And then yeah, the strength of will like is always there. Um but yeah, my gosh, really interesting power. Like never never thought about that before. It's a lot of really cool stuff. Um Oh, there's just so much good stuff in My Hero. One of the other characters whose development, like I've really loved, is um, the the head of the class, uh, Ida. Ah, Ida. The the so like his superpower is gotta go fast. Gotta go fa- like, but I, but he's got like let's ex- put engines in your. He's calves. got exhaust pipes coming out of his calves, <laughs> uh, and he's got his recipro recipro burst. And and so he's got all these cool moves. And so he comes in and, you know, we talk about character development. To be fair, there are trope characters, Mm -hmm. which isn't a problem. They're there. It's an anime. Um, There's going to be tropes. Yeah, it's a shounen anime. There's definitely definitely tournament arc. That's how many? Two, three now? Not that it's a problem again, just a matter of fact. No, I think think you're right. I think technically, well, there was a tournament episode, uh, I I feel like, with the uh, entrance exam. Yeah, there have been two full tournament arcs. Yeah. And then tournaments before. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shonen anime, everyone. Shonen anime. So, so Ida. 
So he comes in and he's like, I'm I'm the the guy who wears glasses and I'm straight laced. The guy who I'm straight laced guy who wears glasses. I'm the class president. Like I'm That's I'm the I'm the good guy. There yeah. Go. That's what yeah. I was trying to think of. And so he's like he's set up as this very straight laced character. And then with Stain, with that Stain arc, they start introducing a lot of complexities to his character where it's like, okay, he's a straight laced character, but his so this is spoilers, so warned. So <laughs> So he comes in and his brother is almost murdered yeah. by Stain. And his brother, if I understand it correctly, is practically permanently paralyzed and cannot use his powers anymore. Yeah, he, he can no longer he is no longer able to be a hero. So so his brother was mortally wounded and the hero persona has been killed. Yeah. And so he it takes it upon himself. To take on the visage of his older brother. Well, because he looked up, looks up to his older brother so much, Absolutely. and and it's only it's only in like two or three episodes that that his uh, his character is tested that much, and his character is built up that much. Yeah, I, he runs off to vigilantism. Yeah, and he cuts ties with basically everybody. Yeah, and there's and you know like Midori and everybody's like, where's Ida going? Yeah. What is this? Like, what, like what's he doesn't going on? act like this, and then it's like, oh my gosh, just character depth. Yeah, and it's like it's really hard, and it's really like real to see where it's like my hero older brother, who can do no wrong and is the coolest guy ever, was almost killed, and he is now in need of my help, and, and so, I must, I must uh, take upon myself the mantle of his hero without basically any of that experience and avenge him. Really and then I would even say, I would even go as far as to say, so I, I love the Lita comparison, and I would even go as far as to say the show's most one-dimensional character. Is the it, person you hate the most. Oh. Bakugo. Bakugo. I would even say he has a good amount of character development. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I know. I I I, I, I know. You, I know you can't stand bias. him as I a character. I recognize my bias. So this is just something about me, like the very shouty, like "Oh, I'm gonna kill you!" And I'm just like that. Just grates on me, like someone just like stripped out my nervous system and is just running a cheese shredder along. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, please stop! Please stop!" Well, okay. So I I totally understand. Like this guy is. The most annoying of the annoying, like he would be the loud, cocky, uh, jock in in high school who can do no wrong, like who's the best at everything, and who doesn't need anyone to tell him how to live his life. Yeah, like I totally understand how annoying that is. That being said, they take that character, that one dimensional character, and mold it into a three-dimensional being i mean granted it takes a long time yeah I, and they, they did they have turned him into a foil for midoriya it takes a very long time for them to do that because essentially up until you know the end of season three he's just been i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna be the best you're gonna be nothing deku like you know all that stuff and then you know we finally come to uh towards the end of season three where, uh, spoilers, again, um, All Might is all out of uh, One for All. Or All for One. He's, yeah, he's lost he, his powers. He's, he's had the final fight with One for All. Um, he's lost his powers. He's done the, it's up to you now, like, thing. And Midori is crying. And, 
you know, all the while, like, Bakugo is, like, picking up on stuff. And then there's just a, uh, there's a confrontation between Midoriya and Bakugo. And Bakugo's like, you got your powers from All Might, didn't you? And, you know, it's at this point where he finally, like, opens up his feelings. You finally, like, beat through that steel and concrete exterior and you have an, an emotionally distraught man I, I, teenager like man whatever you have an emotionally distraught person who has been saying all his life that he's going to be number one he's going to follow in all might's footsteps and then here's the here's the kid that you've been rivals with all your life it's been an easy rivalry. It, well, it's been a, it's now. it's been an easy rivalry until he got All Might's quirk. Yep. But but here's here's the guy who you've made fun of all your life. Like you know you've looked down upon. You haven't uh, thought anything of him. And now he has your favorite hero's quirk. You know he's going to be more powerful than you off the bat. And you know you're finally starting to have an emotional breakdown. And it culminates into one of the best rivalry fights I have ever seen in terms of uh, an anime. Like, I I mean, you you know, you have the classic, like, rival versus rival. Like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to fight you with my fists and... This one is definitely pretty emotional. There's a lot of emotion behind it. There is. And it's it's ridiculous how much emotion can come yeah. from the I'm gonna kill you, Deku. They character. did make his motivation very like real, yeah, not like reasonable, but very real. not reasonable. I mean, granted, he doesn't need to be yelling at everyone all the time, and he's yeah. like, you well, know, I mean, like, because if you if you look, it's like I hate this person because he's stronger than me and whatnot, and it's like okay, and then you look a little bit deeper, and it's like I hate this person because I feel like he's stealing my dreams. Yeah. And whatnot. And then it's just sort of like, okay, like, I see where you're coming from. Well, and then you even go back for as far as, like, because Midoriya and Bakugo have been, quote-unquote, friends since they were kids. Like, yeah. Midoriya has been trying to help uh, Bakugo. Like, you know, they, they do a couple flashback episodes where Bakugo falls down and Midoriya's like, oh, are you okay? Like, trying to help him up. And Bakugo's like, I don't need your help. Like, crap like that. Um and you know that just fuels the animosity between Bakugo and Midoriya, and then you know here you have Midoriya getting All Might's quirk. Bakugo figures it out, and it's like the dude goes nuclear because because his dreams are essentially dashed. Yeah. At, at this point, and it's just like for a one-dimensional character to have that much development. Like, they pretty much don't develop his character until, like, the very end of Season 3. where the, the, the Certainly not in any meaningful not way. Not in any meaningful way, but, man, that rivalry fight, though, is just, like, my gosh. So much so that they take two episodes to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. But, oh. <laughs> you want to talk about one-dimensional characters? What about Purple Diaper Man? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, I forget his name, but come on. No one needs to know. No one needs to remember. He's just that weird, pervy kid in class. He's just a weird, pervy kid who's all about the women. And whenever they do anything that has anything to do with hot girls, he's all over it. 
uh, what was it? They did the shared bath, and he uses his purple ball quirk to like climb to the top, and then gets punched off. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, and rightfully so. Talk about an anime trope. Hey. <laughs> And they show, hey, did you know that it's not okay to behave like this? Wait, it's not okay to be a pervert? What do you mean I can't invade other people's privacy and sexually (laughs) harass them all the time? I thought that was okay because I saw it from that one cookie-cutter high school anime protagonist. Yep. (laughs) Yep. They, They really do a good job. They really do a good job of, like, showing what's what. They they do, and they show that there's well, one thing I love is that there's a hero for every situation. Yeah, like like that that's that's cool to me too. Like, uh, who was it? Um, thirteen. Who black hole one? Black hole girl. Yeah, like how she is predominantly a rescue hero, and her whole thing is that she just generates a black hole from her. <laughs> Clear rubble, better than anybody. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, and you know, so there's that. There's uh, uh, the so so one thing to say, the diversity of quirks, it's really cool, ridiculous. So you have black hole girl, you've got uh, best genist, a guy who <laughs> literally controls fabric. My superpower is denim. <laughs> <laughs> And he's really good. He's he's, he's super he's good. In the top ten strongest heroes. He on the really planet. is. And his and his <laughs> and his quirk is I am denim man. It's so good. I mean, granted, his quirk goes beyond denim. Yes, but very much but, yes. I mean, yeah, because he's, he's got these all like super strong threats. Yeah, super and, strong and, threats. And it looks like denim and whatnot. But he can, like, do all sorts of crazy manipulation stuff, and it's like, dang. And then there's uh, the principal. Uh, I, I forget his name, but the principal of UA. The, the adorable teddy bear-looking guy? The adorable teddy bear-looking guy who apparently has an IQ of, like, a thousand or something. And he can literally see 15 moves ahead of what you're doing. Big brain moves, right? Yeah, there. literal big brain moves. Like, <laughs> uh, so there's that. There's Endeavor, who's, who's quirk. I think they define it as Hellfire. Something and like that. some of the stuff like I've seen him do with flames is ridiculous. Like I never thought of superheating my feet to melt like the the steel and concrete of a building as I'm running up it. To make footholds, that's right. To make footholds in a building and then create a flame spear and throw it. Like like pretty cool. Like, you know, really you, cool. you think flame superpowers, I, I kind of think uh uh, fireball yeah fireball let me shoot flame jets or like uh melt something or fire whatever. force has some good up and comers too oh that's 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 a different episode that's a different episode i haven't watched any of it yet i'm letting some episodes pile up oh, so i can i'm binge. excited for you i'm excited for it i've been excited for fire force man um but yeah so you've got endeavor todoroki his son Yes, fire and ice. Fire and ice, like overpowered, dude. And they handle it in a really, really interesting way because it's like he can't realistically over rely on one or the other. So, like, talk about character development. He's like one of the other characters. I feel yeah. like he probably has the second most character development. I want, well, I, I would say third. Oh, like, all might. Like, I would say Midoriya, All Might, and then. Uh, 
Todoroki. Todoroki, yeah. They, they've they've done a, a lot of good development with him because so he's got fire and ice, and he's the son of Endeavor, the number two hero, and he has big time daddy issues. Well, and and so it should be said that uh, in this universe, because there are quirks, there is also the possibility of. Hereditary uh, inheritance. Hereditary inheritance. So Endeavor was one of those people, comes from a highly prestigious family, and literally married and had children to get the perfect perks out of them. Thus came Todoroki. And unsurprisingly, Todoroki's mother did not fare well. Well, I mean, when you're literally just being used for your quirk and there's no emotion being in your used marriage. for breeding. Yeah, for that breeding. That sounds terrible. And, and it is terrible. And, and then it's like, okay, you're on the phone with your mother and you're having a mental breakdown. She's obviously depressed. So, I mean, I, I can understand if one day she's like cooking or something and then, um, you know, she doesn't purposely burn Todoroki. Oh, but she snapped. But she snapped because I mean anyone would under the any normal person would under those situations. And that like sorry, a little sidetrack here. That's another thing that needs to be said about this anime. Like the social ramifications of a quirk filled world are explored too. They they do. And that's super cool. Yeah. Like the the amount the, the the world building the character development is all just fantastic. It's beautiful. Mwah! Yes. Oh yes. Ah, uh, Gordon Ramsay would absolutely love to dig in to the roast beef, <laughs> and he would have nothing to say, nothing wrong to say about it. Oh, I don't. Goodness. I don't know why. I'm hungry. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah. So back to Todoroki. Uh, cannot overuse. Like, like, so the daddy issue thing, he completely resents his dad. Yeah. Refuses. Refuses. To use his firepower. To use the firepower and thus starts to overuse his ice powers. So, like, they show it as he's using it where he's been 100% relying on the ice side of his powers all the time. Yeah. But he starts frosting over and losing motor control at overuse of the ice powers. At overuse of the ice powers because he's used it so much. And this is this is actually during the tournament arc where yep. it shows it the best. Yeah, yeah. I th- they've got all these frost effects all over him. He can barely move. He's having trouble like being like accurate and these other things. Yeah, and it's just like oh wait, but if you use your other half, it will defrost you, and you can balance yourself. With the full use of your powers. And it's just like, oh, oh, a spicy good. Well, and that's Midoriya getting into his head because that whole Such thing good, culminates. I love that episode that so much. The art in that episode. The scene where Todoroki finally accepts the fire part of himself and just goes all out against Midoriya. Oh, yeah. Like, they literally have to stop the match. Because the full power of his, like, attack, him and Midori attacking each other, literally, like, splits the concrete ring into, like, they they end up, uh, th- this one guy who literally can manipulate concrete. <laughs> Again, another very useful, very specific superpower. Very, very much so. He builds walls in between, like, where they're about to hit, vaporized instantly. By by the force of the explosion that that comes from it, it's just ah, oh. oh, it's so, so good. good. There, there are so many just on point moments in this series where you just look back and you're like, that was really cool. 
And that was also extremely meaningful. There's a lot of those. And I, I think it's a lot to be said, considering that it is... I I personally think it is the most popular anime in modern time. Um, I mean, so it, it's like up there, like everyone, almost everyone knows Dragon Ball. Oh, right? yeah. Almost everyone I, knows It's been Dragon around Ball for Z. so long. It's been around for so long. But I would say a close second at this point is My Hero Academia. Because you look on Twitter, you you uh, you know you can walk into almost any store, and next to the Dragon Ball merchandise is My Hero Academia yeah. merchandise. The, yeah. And and it's just something to be said how good this show is. Absolutely. Oh my gosh! Now I just want to watch more My Hero. <laughs> Dude, me too. I, I oh, 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 oh oh man. Well, I'm trying to think. Are there any other points you want to hit? There, there's a lot to ramble on about. I feel satisfied. I feel satisfied, too. Now, all of you out there, I hope you feel satisfied with what we've discussed. Or at the very least, it's lit in it, It's like lit a fire under you. Hellfire. To, <laughs> to go out and watch some My Hero Academia. Because I... We literally cannot recommend this anime enough. No, like, it's so good. Like, I, I mean, there, there's we both have our taste in anime, mm. and I, I would say it's it's fairly similar for the most part. Oh yeah, but we can both agree that My Hero Academia is just it's one of those that it's a must watch. Absolutely. And so right now, uh, there's three seasons out. Uh, season four though is starting. Very soon, like I would say within about a month, month, month and a half, either September or October. Um, so there's a lot to watch and a lot to catch up on, but you can do so if you have the power. Go beyond horse ultra. Uh, I love that catchphrase, it like it means. Like, I, I mean, if you heard that on the street, you'd be like, what are they yelling about? What do you want about? <laughs> what do you want about, mate? Go beyond, plus ultra, pity and all that. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Well, Chris, thank you for uh, for indulging. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. <laughs> I love this. Heck yeah. And you know we'll be doing again later. Yeah, boy! And for all of you out there in podcasts, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Anchorland, thank you for listening. And remember, if you want an anime that is going to talk about life's ramifications, have some fantastic character development, have some freaking beautiful visuals, uh, and just blow your mind in terms of story, uh, go watch My Hero Academia. Like, what are you doing? Still listening to me? Talk? Like, honestly, get out of here. Uh, but seriously, the first time you see a Detroit Smash, oh, oh. Detroit Smash, it will leave you saying, Nani, thanks for listening.